0: Welcome to Forte Catholic Radio! This is your host, Taylor Schroll, recording from the intergalactic studios of Red Sea Radio at St. Mary's Student Center at Texas A&M University in College Station, Texas. Welcome in, everybody, whether you are listening on the podcast or on the radio in Central Texas or Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thanks for joining us today. It is great to have you in on our second show of 2018. Speaking of it being the second show, I realized today that I made a very large mistake on last week's show. Last week's show was episode 64 of the podcast, of the show. It was our 64th episode ever. And I didn't talk about the Nintendo 64, a huge part of my childhood. I was very disappointed in myself, and I don't apologize often. But for this transgression, I need to do, to do this publicly. Because that's one of the worst things I've ever done. So, <laughs> welcome in to episode 65 of the podcast, of the radio show. If it makes me you feel any better, which you don't care, it makes me feel a little better because we did talk about the N64 a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about Christmas because it's the greatest Christmas present I ever received. Oh yeah, Jesus, but you know you know what I mean. Like the present that I received on Christmas morning. Also, happy ordinary time, everybody. Like, what am I supposed to say? Happy ordinary time? Or am I just supposed to say, it is ordinary time? Like, I don't know what the exclamation is, but here at Forte Catholic, we are all about making Catholicism fun again. So let's make ordinary time fun again. We get to wear green. I mean, we can wear whatever we want because we're not priests, but like the priests get to wear green after they just went through like their whole wardrobe over the last couple of weeks or so. Advent's a very confusing time. Um, It's all over now, and we are back in ordinary time with some interesting readings at the Sunday Masses. We're going to be talking about one of those readings in our third segment today. In our second segment of the day, we're going to be joined by Allie Hoffman. She's going to be talking about her new uh, Facebook like show, like it's a video series called "In the Galley with Ally," which is totally making Catholicism fun again. Absolutely, she is doing it uh, on par with me. I, 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 I would, I would hope, I would hope that since it's my slogan that I'm doing it well. <laughs> Maybe I'm not. Uh, like Lena Rooley, I think is doing a fairly good job. Allie's in that same category, so. I'm very excited to have her on, and I think y'all are really going to enjoy, um, listen to what she has to say as well. In our first segment, we're going to talk about this. My kid's being sick. Before we do that, I have an announcement. Some really cool news that I got today. Somebody made my day very fun and very nice. So, one of our listeners... And a, a, a lady who has become a friend of mine. We have mutual friends. It's one of those things like we met on Twitter, online, and then we like became friends on the rest of the social medias, right? And then we found out that like sh- one of my friends, Steve Corney, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, she went to school with with him and his wife, and his wife and her were in a, a sorority together. So we're all kinds of Catholic connected, and. We, you know, like the more people, like the more you like, like stuff on Twitter, like the more often you see each, see each other's stuff. So we're like constantly reading each other's things. She's hilarious on Twitter and she wrote a, uh, a blog post today for Epic Pew. They're, they're a, a blogging service, right? They do a bunch of other things, but I think that's probably the thing that they're most known for. And she wrote a post um, eight podcasts to start listening to in 2018. And here's the backstory. A lot of times, like my friends who are in Catholic Radio, like the, the guys of the Catholic Man Show, uh, like they get included in things like you know things like the hey, eight podcasts start listening to in twenty eighteen or the top ten podcasts of twenty seventeen, and like I'm friends with all of them. It's, I, I get to watch all of my friends get all these accolades, and I'm just sitting here like, I want to be cool, you know. And so I, I uh, jokingly on Twitter, was like. I just want to be included. (laughs) And someone with the actual power to do so did. Teresa is a guest poster, guest blogger at Epic Pew. And I opened up this thing today. Eight podcasts to start listening to in 2018. And whose beautiful face do I see? Mine. I'm right on the top. So, Teresa, thank you so much for including me there. It's a cool thing for me, a cool thing for Forte Catholic, and I truly appreciate it. All right. Let's talk about... My sick kids. It, in families, I don't know what your f- current family looks like or how you grew up or whatever, but you would probably know, either from experience or like television or be, you know, being a human being, that when some people get sick in the family, it's only a matter of time until it just sweeps through the entire family like the plague, right? That's what has been happening in my family for the last few weeks. It always starts with one of the small children, you know, one of the dirty ones. (laughs) They get, like, dirty and sick, and then the other child that gives it to the other kid, which gives it to either mom or dad, and then the other one gets it. That's what's happening. And then, like, we all get fine, and, like, let's say I'm the last one to get it. Then somehow I pass that on to the child that started it, and it's a never-ending cycle. So that is what has been happening. And I've been noticing a couple of things in this. We all know how much I just love suffering. (laughs) We're going to talk about that in the third segment a little bit later, but sweet, sweet Maggie just had her third birthday last week, the third anniversary of when she was born on the side of the road. She's a very, very sweet girl. She is, when it comes to sickness, she is the best in our family at being sick. She's the one that gets, like, super cuddly when she's sick, like, and very nice. Like, she wants to come and, like, lay on my chest. Like, that's Maggie, right? Very sweet Maggie. But she also gets, like, it's easier for her to get sad. It's this odd thing, right? Where 90% of the time, she's super sweet. And 10% of the time, she's very sad. Which, like, normal Maggie is, like, 80% of the time happy, 10% of the time a demon, and 10% of the time scared. So... We get rid of the demon. She gets more happy. It's, but there's still these scared moments, right? So how it h- had to happen, Just we've had so many different sleeping arrangements throughout this whole sickness thing. Because we have a three-month-old baby who nurses, so I, I'm of no help. <laughs> so, so like wherever the baby goes, my wife goes. And also because we're trying to keep the baby from being sick, we try to keep my wife and the baby away from who's the sickest. But then it's like, they want mom. It's this weird thing, right? So the past couple of nights, and here's, here's the scenario. I've been in my King bed with my son because my wife has been over in the guest room with our baby next to Maggie's room. Who's being quarantined. <laughs> so that when Maggie wakes up sick, like my wife can hear her help her, and hopefully, and still not get Felicity sick. That's what's been happening. Here's what it's looked like the last two mornings. Almost the exact same. I'm sleeping in my bed. Christopher needs to wake up to go to school. Christopher wakes up, leaves the room, gets ready for school. Me, Maggie, and Felicity are still asleep. Both mornings. So here's how I wake up. Maggie... In the middle of our home, screaming bloody murder because she thinks she's in the house alone. Because <laughs> Felicity is in our guest room. Maggie's coming out of her room. Maggie goes from her room. I'm assuming she probably checked the, the, the game room because that's where Chris usually is. She probably checked the kitchen, which is where mom usually is, and like the TV room, which is where dad usually is. She didn't check the two rooms that had people in them. Like I can just see this going through three-year-old brain. So I get waking up around seven, like seven forty on the dot, both days, of blood curdling scream. What? What is happening? <laughs> yesterday I didn't know who it was. I had no idea where I was. You know, I was, I was probably in like the middle of like deep sleep. Had no idea what was happening. I'm like, what? Huh? Huh? Uh, Chris? <laughs> Uh, nope, <laughs> it's not good. Uh, Maggie, come here! <laughs> and then I, like, get out of bed. I go walk up to her. She just uh, looks at me. She's like, where's mommy? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is so sad. And you're so sweet. But then both days, like, she just came and, like, laid, like, on my chest and just fell asleep again. Like, so sweet. Like, back and forth from scared. to so sweet, right? So, as as we've all been sick, I've been noticing how all of us react to being sick. That's Maggie. Um... For Christopher, when Christopher gets sick, normally he's a very good kid. When he gets sick, he is mean. (laughs) He's so mean. Like, I know that he's suffering. He probably gets this from his dad. He's suffering, so he just wants everyone else to suffer as well. He's just a jerk whenever he's sick. I thought about, like, saying this and, like, what if Christopher, like, in 15 years listens to this and he's like, what are (laughs) you— You're a jerk for saying that on the air. Whatever. Sorry, Christop- 14-year-old Christopher, fourteen-year-old <laughs> Christopher. I said Maggie is sweet and sad. Felicity is three months old, so she's a potato. So like nothing changes, right? Um, my wife, like she, like we, we all know that women deal better with sickness than men do, especially moms. Like she doesn't complain at all. Half the time, I, bear- I don't even know she's sick. She just sleeps. Like she just, she's very tired. She just sleeps more often. Like that's her thing that changes. I go from a marginally good Catholic to when I get sick, a terrible human being that's worthless to the world. Like I, I do not, I'm not sick. Well, I like, I'm like that. Like the guy, they stereotype, like the husband that gets sick off, like the man flu. That was a thing. Right. I get sick and I'm like, I'm so selfish. I'm just like, I don't I just want to be by myself. I want to watch a whole season of something on Netflix. I don't want to see any of you people. You know, like I go from like and not very different for me normally, but just exponentially worse, right? So, I was thinking about this and I was like, okay. When people are sick, it's obviously contagious. Like that has been happening in our house. It's being passed on from person to person. So, here are two things that I think happen when we get sick. Number one, it's very visible. Like, you you can look at my kids right now and like, oh, like something's off, right? They look different. You, they're, they're coughing. Like, Maggie has, like, dried snot on her nose because they can't wipe it fast enough because it's every four seconds. Some people just change the dial. <laughs> like, you can tell it in their eyes. They're, like, baggy, right? You can tell when people are sick from looking at them visibly. Like, they're sneezing. There's, there are obvious signs that you can see. And two, like it changes them. Like that's the whole list that I just went through. Like we, something changes in all five of us whenever we get sick. And it probably, as I was giving that list, you're like, yep, that's my brother. Yep, that's my sister. Yep, that's, oh crap, that's me. (laughs) So I, I was thinking about this because I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago, that I heard somebody give a homily about sharing the faith and living out the faith. And then we were talking with the Fulkersons a couple of weeks ago on the show about living out your faith in a like, post-Christian world. So I've been kind of th- thinking about this and mulling this over about, okay, what are some of the similarities between the sickness and like, sharing our faith? Because he- here's the deal. Number, number one, like we said with the sickness, it's visible. Or is it visible? Like that's the question for me and it's the question for you today. Is, it vis- is the fact that you are a Catholic visible? And you might think, like, oh, like, are you wearing a T-shirt? Are you wearing a scapular? Are you wearing a, a, a cross around your neck? These are good things, and those are—but um, that's not it. So it's, it's our actions as well, the whole—the th- Scripture. They'll know we are Christians by our love. Like, do people look at you and see that you are a person that is loving the people around you? Because it's really hard to see somebody's love for God. Like every now and then you can see somebody in deep prayer, like really meditating on something in the mass, but that's really hard to see. It's like the only way that we can, not the only way, but the largest way that we can see people's love for God is by loving their neighbor. We're going to be talking about joy with our next guest. Like, Can people see your joy of being a Christian? I think those are the two biggest marks. Like, obviously, love is the biggest one, but also how we are living our joy. And, like, that's why I'm trying to make Catholicism fun again, right? I want Catholics to be seen as a people who are loving and who are joyful. Not one or the other, but both, right? And then, two, just like sickness changes you, it changes me, it changes my kids, in what ways is your faith changing you? Are you in a better mood because of your faith? Are you in a better mood whenever you go to mass? Uh, so, to be like most of the time I am. Sometimes when I bring my sick children I'm not. I'm in a worse mood. But like the goal like do, are you changing because of living out your faith? In what ways are you a better person because of your prayer? Because of going to mass? Because of receiving the sacraments? Because of living out the church's teaching? And then the other thing, like being sick, we change our habits. That's the one thing I forgot to talk about. It changes what we do. It changes how we eat. Like you won't have that glass of alcohol when you're sick. You'll take some medicine. You'll probably eat a little bit healthier. Like you change your habits when you get sick. Like are your habits changing or have they changed from when you started living out your faith? I, I was asked a question. I can't remember who it is, so sorry that I can't attribute it to you. But one of the best questions I personally ever got asked was, how does your life look different than an atheist? Because it should, right? We should be this people of love, this people of joy who are loving God, who are loving our neighbor, who are forgiving each other. Because we have a reason to do so. And this person that sh- that had this that uh, asked me this question, we looked at some of the like best people who were atheists, like in their actions, people who are huge philanthropists, who had had uh, a lot of personal uh, personal dignity, a lot of uh, personal self control, and they were atheists. It's like how much more are we supposed to have those things? Like we have a reason for our love. We have a reason. For our joy, so we bring this up at the beginning of 2018. How are you changing your habits? We always talk about uh, making New Year's resolutions. It's like, oh yeah, that's nice. You know, I I, I saw uh, uh, Trent Horn, who I've had on the show before, on Twitter said he's going to start his uh, gym membership in February <laughs> because then it'll be empty, right? <laughs> it'll probably be a little bit cheaper. You never know. So I'm not talking about resolutions. I'm talking about looking at your faith, where you are right now, and what habits can you start to form in this 2018 to improve your faith, to improve not only your knowledge of it, but how you're living it out as well. That's my challenge for you. Whenever we come back from the break, we're going to be talking with Ali Hoffman, about some great things that she's doing. She is hilarious. She may or may not be making her radio debut. We're not sure, but she's fantastic on video. So we'll see how this goes. We'll be right back. Hey, I wanted to talk to you about Patreon real quick before we head over to the break. If you head on over to patreon.com Forte Catholic, you can show your support for the show and also get some uh, cool merchandise and behind the scene content as well. Go check it out. Welcome back to 4K Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Stroll. I'm excited for this interview. If you're joining us for the first time ever in the second segment, we always do our interview with some random guests from out there in Catholic land or that one time Lutheran land. So um, I am on the phone right now with a social media celebrity. In the Catholic world, that means you have about four followers. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, uh, Allie lives out the show's goal of making Catholicism fun again. Her videos are absolutely hilarious. And she's come on to talk about the videos along with some other things. So, Allie Hoffman, how are you doing this evening, madam?
1: (laughs) Hi, Taylor. I'm doing pretty great. And you're so right. I have about four followers. Two of them are my parents, <laughs> and they're really dedicated fans. So shout out to them! Hi, mom and dad, I love you. <laughs> You're they're doing so well. You have
0: way more than that. You're being uh, <laughs> fake humble. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But like seriously, every time I watch one of your like Instagram stories, and you have this thing called "In the Galley" with Allie that we're going to talk about, I just find myself laughing. And I, but before we even get into that, you mentioned your parents, and and watch. Like, do your parents watch your Instagram stories?
1: Um, I don't think they actually watch my Instagram stories. There's like part of my life. I don't even know if they know that I do that, but if they did, if they were to watch it, they probably would not be surprised and, or they would join in really, I got everything for my parents, so (laughs) they wouldn't be surprised if they saw it.
0: So here's the thing is like, I saw you doing the dancing videos, So I started, you were like, you need to do these. So I said, okay, I'm going to do them. But I'm not as cool as you. So I said, if I'm going to do it, I have to do it, like, with my kids. Like, I have to be dancing <laughs> in the car with my kids. And then I realized, oh, if I'm doing what Allie's doing, it means that I'm doing this in the car, sometimes mm-hmm. while driving. Um, oh, sure. And if my mom found out about that, she would not join in. She would murder me. Mm. You know, she would mm. murder me to prevent my death in a car. So, sure.
1: Um, sure. Understandable. So yes. it's a big
0: secret on Instagram. And I've talked about it on two shows now. And she does listen to the podcast, so I'm just waiting for the day that I get an angry phone call. Um, But I'll tell her, it's all your fault. Um, Yeah. So, Mom, it's not my fault. It's all Allie's. Um, Send her hate mail to her Instagram account.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think the theme of the show should be practice safe driving, everyone. That's just the moral. Let's just keep it safe and fun for the whole family.
0: (laughs) It would have to be hosted by someone other than the two of us because we have already proven otherwise. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. So I've obviously seen them. Why don't you explain your uh, Instagram videos first? Like, what's your goal when you're doing that? Like, are you having fun or are you trying Mm -hmm. to do something else? Like, what are you doing? Explain to our audience (laughs) what the heck goes through your mind when you're making these.
1: Yeah. Excellent question, Taylor. I'm so glad you asked that. I'm Um, very smart and good at my job you? That's really good. Um, so the, these Instagram videos, it, I think the first one was actually the very first day of 2017. Um, it 2000, My 2016 year was all ups and downs um, with joys and lows, classic human life. Um, and so 2017, I was just in my car. I love listening to music. I love all kinds of music. I love dancing. Um, and so I was listening to it and I was just dancing and I just put it, it on like the 15 second Instagram video um and I just continued to do that just because I there are some really fun songs out there and I make myself laugh so really I don't know if anybody else will find it funny but I think they're hilarious just cuz I'm like who knew you could do that in the car and you're very limited in a car um because you do have to practice safe driving and you don't want to die and, you know, it's only filming from like the neck up, really, so you can get some hand movements in there. Um, and I just realized just what joy it brought to people. And so other people started doing it um, and just started dancing in their car or would film themselves dancing in other places. And it just brought so much joy. And um, I'm all about joy. I'm all about fun. I'm all about um, just what brings lightness to the world because the world is crazy enough with politics and with you know opinions and with all this other stuff and so why not bring a little love and light so that's how it started and then now it just goes from there (laughs) and who knows what 2018 will bring
0: it continues to get better
1: (laughs) yeah i if anything i've learned you definitely get better with practice so if you're wanting to become a professional dancer maybe start an instagram and you will you will do great
0: You see, I don't. I'm very large and white, (laughs) so I'm a very terrible dancer.
1: embrace that. No, just (laughs) embrace it, and you work with what you've got.
0: (laughs) See, I I do, and this is why I like your idea of dancing in the car. But Mm, because I'm a large white male, I can dance fairly decently one half at a time, either my bottom half or my top half. (laughs) I cannot do both at the same time. So when Mm. I'm in the car, I only have to move my top half and yes. it makes me look that I'm semi decent at something, just to fool everyone, which is what social media is for. So, yes, <laughs> I, I, sure. So I absolutely love it. But you, I, Sam told me something today. Well before we get into that, if you want yeah. to follow Ali, go to a uh, on Instagram at amjhoffman with two f's. Just, just because yes. you have to see these videos for yourself. Speaking <laughs> of of dancing, I was telling Sam, uh, our producer, who I. Who was coming on the show tonight, having no idea that y'all actually know each other, which <laughs> you do. Yeah. As I was telling her about this, she was like, oh, Ali got popular. Like, her, She had a video that went viral, and then like she went on TV. So, Sam, why don't you – I've never seen this because I, you told me about oh, it like man. an hour before the show. So I, wasn't, I couldn't do any more prep than I had already done, you know, the three minutes I do for the show every week. So, so what, what happened, Sam?
2: Well, I mean, it's, it's a wonderful rainy day, I think, right? I think it's raining. Uh, it, was
1: a, it was a snow day. So snow day. Yeah, we Perfect,
2: leave. right. Snow so you dance, were trapped yeah. within your house, and, yes. and Allie definitely loves to dance. Uh, that's one I of the do. things you will learn <laughs> if you ever hang out with her. She's dancing as she's walking. She's dancing as she's talking. She really likes yes. to dance, for sure. And mm-hmm. you, were, you were in the kitchen, right? And yeah. this amazing person... comes on the screen and dances to uptown funk with you right yeah and and who who is that amazing person that was my dad yes
0: (laughs) the guy who doesn't know that you're dancing while driving Yay! (laughs) yeah
1: exactly he promoted it so it's really his fault
0: (laughs) all his fault so that that, and, and then you like went on a tv show or something because of that
1: yeah. So this video, it was a stupid little ice day dance video. This is, we have a lot of, fam- long story short, we have a lot of family in Alaska and we are like, okay, well, it's funny that we're snowed in in Texas. So we'll show our Alaska family. This is how we deal with ice. And I think it was a really slow day for the internet. And so we posted it on Facebook to our friends and family and it, it exploded. And then some news stations, local news stations, picked it up and, um, and then a, a couple months later, there was um, this new TV show called Dance Battle America, where they take average, just average Americans with no dance background, aka the Hoffman family, and they <laughs> we brought them on. They brought us. They flew us out to L- L.A. We um, we battled basically another family a dance battle. So we had a whole week of um, dance training, and we had the whole. Wardrobe and makeup and all that stuff um, Side note, we did not win But we And now I can put out my resume that I'm basically A professional dancer So I can teach you all the things Thank
0: basically. you very much I look yes. forward to not doing dance <laughs> lessons ever Because I have dignity for myself <laughs> So. No. Another way that you are bring are living out this making Catholicism fun again and bringing joy to people are these videos you started doing uh, in the galley with Ali. It they are absolutely <laughs> tremendous, and I find myself like crying, laughing oh, throughout listening to them. So, uh, w- first of all, w- explain in the galley with Ali in thirty seconds, and then yeah. how did it start?
1: And I'm so glad you asked that, Taylor. In the Galley with Allie, I'm very good at my job, so thank you're you. You're very, very good.
0: <laughs> Not um, dancing.
1: <laughs> well, to each his own. You know, it's fine. You can have other talents otherwise. Um, basically, in the Galley with Allie are instructional videos on how to do all the things that you've always wanted to know or maybe you never needed to know that you needed in your life. Everything from what I've posted so far on how to do the wave with your eyebrows to <laughs> how to go to your dentist and talk to your dentist while your teeth are open to the fassy shoulder to all things that one would need to know in life. Um, that's basically in the galley with alley. So it's world changing, I think.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's actually like what like I didn't know you. And then like my, my just like in the Catholic world on social media, all my friends started sharing yeah. these videos started watching those all the time, and then I followed you <laughs> on Instagram, and then now you're on the ra- on the radio show. Like, this is, like, it's all because wow. of In the Galley with Ali that we Changing now know world. each other, so.
1: Wow. Look at bringing people together. Thank you, In the Galley with Ali. Yeah, Allie. <laughs> I'm
0: glad you're excited. I thought you were going to be like, oh, I had to talk to you. I'm shutting the whole thing down.
1: <laughs> so, Hand so, end. No. So,
0: so, where does this content come from? Because normal people don't sure, think, yeah. I- I'm going to teach people mm-hmm. how to dance with their eyebrows. <laughs>
1: Um, you know, there's no, uh, okay, honest, real talk. There is no rhyme or reason. It's really, especially the eyebrows video one. It was essentially just me getting in front of a camera and said, I know what the world needs. Um, <laughs> so I, I think I posted on Facebook like a couple months ago on people, give me your suggestions. What do you want to learn how to do? And I will teach you all the things. And I got some answers, Taylor. Oh my gosh. I have a couple videos in the world. Works right now um that will be really exciting content um that will just continue to change lives i think i really think that's <laughs> well, the direction we're, we're going all
0: very excited
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so there's really there's no rhyme or reason it's just what pops into my head it's the lord it's jesus he gives me these ideas
0: <laughs> <laughs> the lord is talking Maybe. to prophets like hey go change the nation <laughs> he's telling you hey Teach hey, people you know how to cool? shake their shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You know it would be life-changing, yeah. <laughs> that,
0: that's awesome.
1: Exactly, yeah. So uh,
0: one of the things that, like, that we've seen throughout in the galley with Allie and yes. in your Instagram videos is that you live out this joy. So mm. like, where, where does this come from? Because sadly- mm-hmm. It's quite rare, not only in the world, but in our in our church, right? You know, where you're yeah. like with all this Catholic guilt and all these sadness oh, sure. and mea culpa, mea culpa. Like mm-hmm. how are you, as a practicing Catholic who's in youth ministry, who like yeah. is living for God, how are you able to to come up with stuff like this and to live these things out?
1: Yeah. I I think it I think it really comes down to me viewing myself. In, through the lens of mercy and through the lens of um, through love versus I think a lot of times we can view ourselves through the lens of judgment, if that makes sense. So, you know, the Mia culpa or the, you know, I have to be somber and solemn and there's time and place for everything. It's not like I'm, you know, 100%. Oh my gosh, life is amazing all the time. But I choose to view my life through joy and it's a lot of choice really it's choice of I choose joy versus um you know giving into anger or I choose joy and love versus giving into some other emotion that I could choose um and it's really it goes down to I this past whole past year I was just really digging into um and reflecting on my identity and that I am I am a daughter of God, and that and that carries so much responsibility, and it, there's so much truth in that, and there's so many layers. And like to that sentence, um, that it boils down to that there's nothing I could do that would make God love me more, and there's really nothing I could do that would make God love me less. I am just I, in all humility, I am a daughter of God, and that kind of motivates my life. So I. It it gives me a lot of courage to be silly because I've had a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, "How can you do these videos? Like, how do you come up with that?" I could never. I've had especially the Instagram videos. So many people will comment on, "I wish I could do that," or "I wish I had enough courage to do that." I'm like, just do it. Be bold. There's no who's someone's gonna tell you, "Oh my gosh, how dare you dance in the car?" And it's, so it my just mom, comes with- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, maybe for like maybe for like safety reasons. <laughs> But it's always good to be parked, maybe or <laughs> or at a stoplight. I don't know. um,
0: yes, I am always parked or and, at a stoplight
1: right. and the seatbelt is also a good invention. thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um it it just comes from a confidence of I just choose I choose joy and it's been it's this is not like a, oh, all of a sudden there's you know, a huge switch on, oh my gosh, I'm so joyful. this has been my entire life of choosing joy, 27 years of choosing Jesus, of choosing joy, even when I don't want to, even when I am sad or I'm angry, or I just don't feel like it. Um, I think that's really what the crux of it is, is that I choose Jesus and I just love Jesus so much. Um, and also I wouldn't want everyone in the world to think, Oh, I have to, look like that to love jesus too like this is this is me like i know i know i'm a unique individual and i know that i have gifts and talents um to offer to the world and i I think one of them is joy and that you don't have to take yourself so seriously (laughs) like again viewing yourself through the lens of mercy and of love and um, of jesus just just so in love with you
0: so in the last in about 30 seconds if somebody's listening to you and you're like, "This girl's crazy, my life yeah, is hard. Sure. How do I choose joy like what sure. what is a practical step that they can take this week to start choosing joy
1: um I think one practical step is pray prayer prayer is my daily it's a daily it has to be a daily thing for me um so in those moments when I can't choose joy or it's really hard, I immediately go to my father, my heavenly father, um and I ask for the grace." And the gift of joy, because it's a gift. I mean, it's not something, especially when the world when you see how dark the world is, or like just all the crazy stuff, it can be really hard to choose joy. So I asked for the grace to choose joy. Um, and to choose love. So I think a very practical thing is get on your knees and ask for that grace. Um, it can be five minutes. It can be 30 minutes. It can be an hour, whatever it is that fits in your life. Um, because prayer is not, you know, it doesn't help your relationship. With God it doesn't enhance it. it. Prayer is your relationship with God. So everything that I do has to be centered on that. So practical, pray, ask Jesus for the grace. Go to him. I'm a father.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on, for sharing (laughs) with us. Um, I I already said earlier, if you want to follow her on Instagram, A-M-J Hoffman with two Fs. uh, Mm -hmm. How else can people connect with you?
1: Um, Also, I do modern calligraphy and watercolor, um, where I post a lot of the Instagram story videos as well. And that is The Oodles of Doodles. So, and it's all one word on Instagram, the oodles of doodles. Um, I, so I do prayer cards. I have an Etsy shop connected on that, but that's another way that you can stay connected. Um, share your videos with me or on Facebook. Um, Ali Hoffman, share your in the galley with Ali
0: videos. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah. uh, thanks for your time. Uh, guys, yeah. whenever we, whenever we come back, we're going to continue the show off with our final segment of the day. Again, go connect with Ali. She is fantastic. So much fun. It'll bring some joy to your day sometime when you need it this week. Uh, we will be right back with another great topic. Howdy, everybody. It is Taylor. I hope you are enjoying today's show. I wanted to let you know that I'm currently booking for events for 2018 to come and speak and or lead worship for your next event. So whether you've got something going on at your parish, diocese, whatever, head on over to ForteCatholic.com slash booking. I hope to see you throughout the year. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am your host, Taylor Stroll. Man, Allie was great in that last segment, wasn't she? She's so much fun. Like, you can't help but smiling whenever you listen to her talk or do some of her videos. So, Allie, thanks for thanks again for coming on. Uh, in the first segment, we talked about kind of how my last week has been going with my sick children. Sam, our lovely producer here, uh, she had quite an interesting week as well, she went to this conference. Uh, Sam, why don't you go ahead and uh, explain to us where you went? It was like some small thing in Chicago or yeah, something. It was,
2: it was very, very small.
0: Um, Quaint. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: I would say it was. It was SLS eighteen, a student leadership conference with about uh, like eight <laughs> thousand people go. there. That was a good. That was a good joke. Did I'm you like it, that? Yeah, Thank you. That. About eight thousand uh, young adults, college age students. Uh, seeking to take that next step in their faith. It was amazing to see so many people there and lots of Catholics, lots of cool opportunities and lots of amazing speakers actually.
0: Yeah, I was looking at it like on all of how can I say this? Everyone on my Twitter was at SLS.
2: <laughs>
0: Every single person. Every, everyone. I was like, what is the Pope doing there? Like I'm just kidding. He <laughs> he wasn't there. But I mean there were so many people that were at SLS, and as Sam mentioned, they had some of the greatest speakers oh, yeah. in the nation there. It was just phenomenal people. Mm-hmm. I saw videos of a lot of it. I only got to see one, though, because there was one that truly caught my eye. Jesus showed up. And a lot of times, like, when people, when people say that, they mean Jesus and the Eucharist. But before I kind of go any further into this, uh, when Jesus was introduced on stage to give his talk, this is what it sounded like. It goes on, like, you can still kind of hear it in the background. Like, it goes on absolutely forever. So a lot of times at Catholic conferences, people say that Jesus showed up. What they mean is, like, he was there in the Eucharist. Like, no, Jesus was here in person and gave a flesh. His name's Jim Caviezel.
3: The name Saul means great one. The name Paul means little one. While making this film, I learned that by changing one little, one tidy letter that we can become great in the eyes of God, but it requires us to be little if we wish to be great. But this is the way of the Saints. This is the way of the holy, and this is the way Saul became St. Paul.
0: So there you go. Jim Caviezel, who obviously played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ, got quite the ovation. Uh, The way that I kind of toyed with you, this was a surprise to everybody that was at the conference. And they kind of told them they're like, oh, yeah, wouldn't it be cool if Jesus came to talk to us and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then he showed up like the, No one in the crowd knew that he was coming. Sam, you were there like we were at the conference, like working in the ablaze booth. But you were there in the room for this, weren't you?
2: Right. Yes. Yes, I was. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> How crazy did you go?
2: Like, honestly, you, you couldn't see because it was dark on the stage at first. You knew someone was walking back on, but I just thought it was like an MC. Or something like that, and the light comes on, and you it, it like takes a second for everyone to realize who it is, and like my mouth just like dropped, and I I I couldn't say anything. I was just like, uh, uh, J- Jesus. Jesus, and then all of a sudden I just stood up, and we we're like clapping, and I still said nothing. It was like. It, it, So a lot of people, a lot of people ask the
0: question like, "What would you do if Jesus walked into the room?" Like that's your. That uh, would be. uh, uh, (laughs) So like obviously you heard the first, I think that first part of it, and like his delivery and all of it was just great because obviously he's there talking about he's a a Catholic man in this movie called Paul, um, which uh, is where he portrays Luke, right? Mm -hmm. So he's there obviously promoting the movie, but also. Uh, to give this this great talk. It goes on for about 14, 15 minutes. If you want to watch the whole video, there's a bunch of people that videoed it on YouTube. Just search it there. I did want to focus in on a couple things that he said, first being the one that you heard. Uh, in the first segment, we kind of ended talking about, like, how does your faith make you different? Like, why are you a di- how are you a different person because of your Catholic faith? And we talked about, okay, like, what is the change that you can make now? What's the new habit that you can take on for 2018 as everybody's talking about their resolutions? And I love what he says, like these tiny changes, like this one letter from, from all about myself to humility. It was all one letter for Saul, Saul, Paul. Um, so what's the tiny change that you can make this year? Uh, another thing that he says later on, as he's talking about uh, the first movie that he was ever in, and there's uh he's like his character's on trial and the judge says something to the effect of like in like in the eyes of god you will not be judged and jim Caviezel's character says i, I don't believe in god which is ironic cuz he plays jesus in the passion whatever we're not getting into that <laughs> uh and then the the judge says like it doesn't really matter if you believe in god because god believes in you and i was like oh that's a cool line right like even even like when we doubt, even when we struggle, even people who don't believe in God, like God still believes in them. There's still hope for them, uh, on in this life. Uh, and then one interesting interesting thing about the Passion of the Christ, I talked about suffering in the first segment. And how I'm not very good at it. <laughs> like I'm not very good at being sick, and I'm a bad person when I am. He talks about in the film, he, when he's carrying the cross, like when they're filming him carrying the cross. He's holding on to it, and somebody tugs the, the cross the other way, and it separates his shoulder. And he falls into the sand, and he's just like grimacing in pain. That scene made it into the movie. It's one of the times that Jesus falls in the movie, right? And, and he talks about how, like, I couldn't have acted that. How it was—he it was, uh, says, like, quote— the suffering made my performance just as it makes our lives like it, like they didn't break for 3 weeks to, to help him heal his shoulder like he wanted to continue pushing through it and, and there were there's tons of stories of other things that happened to him while he was on on set for the movie but that's just so interesting because he's a man whose initials are JC he got called to be in the movie when he was 33 years old and Jesus who a lot of, who who may or may have had his shoulder separated to go on the cross. Like Jim Caviezel's shoulder was separated as well. So uh, th- this is just kind of three random things that I hope at least one of them sits with you. Uh, for, the, for the rest of our show, we haven't done a mass text segment in quite some time. So uh, in mass text, we look at either like last week's reading or the daily reading or next week's reading. And uh, what we're going to be doing is now that we're in ordinary time, there's not as much rhyme or reason, <laughs> at least seemingly, to, to what happens um, or what reading is picked. Um, but, you know, they always tend to connect with one, one another, the, the Old Testament reading, the New Testament reading, the gospel. And so like, I'm in a Bible study. We talked about the gospel. And I went back today and looked at the Old Testament reading. I was like, oh. We've got a segment in this. This is going to be good. So here we go, our Mass Text segment, first one in a while.
2: Welcome to Mass Text, the segment where we go through the readings from today's Mass in case you couldn't make Mass
0: today. Or you were in Mass but found yourself daydreaming, telling your children to quiet down or snoring quite loudly with people looking at you with their judging eyes.
2: Through the scriptures, God sent the first mass text to all of his people so that he could share his love and wisdom with us. Sit back and relax as we dive into
0: God's message
2: to us today.
0: Yeah, I didn't listen to the open before we did this. We haven't done it in so long that we. The last time we did it, the show was live, so we looked at Tuesday's readings. Oh, we might need to change that. But oh well. Here's what we're doing, Uh, and I'm going to call this mass text quote unquote uh, the rest of the story. You know how, like in the news, they would always say, "Now here's the rest of the story," and like somebody investigative journalist would go and find something that none of us knew and like uncover something. Right? That's what this is going to be called. And you'll understand why in just a little while. Here's the gospel for this coming Sunday from 1 Samuel chapter 3. Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord where the ark was. The Lord called to Samuel, who answered, Here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me? I did not call you, Eli said. Go back to sleep. So he went back to sleep. Again, the Lord said to Samuel, Uh, Again, the Lord called Samuel, who rose and went to Eli. Here I am, he said, you called me. But Eli answered, I did not call you, my son. Go back to sleep. At that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord, because the Lord had not revealed anything to him as of yet. The Lord called Samuel again for the third time. Getting up and going to Eli, he said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the youth. So he said to Samuel, Go to sleep, and if you are called, reply, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. When Samuel went to sleep in his place, the Lord came and revealed his presence, calling out as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant is listening. Samuel grew up, and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. The word of the Lord. And the church said, Thanks be to God. And most people sitting in Mass this Sunday will be like, oh, that's a, that's a nice story. Like, a lot of you have probably heard of that story before, where it's very nice. Like, he's, he's hearing the word of the Lord. God's calling him. We're supposed to respond. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Like, to be attentive, to, be, hear, to, to hear what God has to say to us, right? That's essentially every homily I've ever heard on this. And I finally found out today why. Because I always seem to find funny things or interesting things in the scriptures that a lot of other people may or may not see. The first thing that I noticed was, and, and I want to hear from you, I'm going to post on, on social media and ask you guys and see what the, what, the, what the rest of the audience thinks. Think about God's reaction to Samuel being confused. So one of two things is happening either God is playing hide and seek and like laugh. I can just see God. Like, here's how I kind of see it. Like God, like Samuel. And then he goes to Eli and God's like, <laughs> like chuckling to himself, like silly boy. <laughs> you know? and then he goes again. Cause I know Eli's response. Like shut up and go to bed. <laughs> like that, that's, that's essentially that, that's probably what he said. The translation may be a little off here, but God's reaction is either he's like laughing and toying with Samuel or he's super frustrated. <laughs> I'm over here. This old man who's asleep isn't calling you. <laughs> so I'll ask you guys and think if you think it's as funny as I am. Or as I do. Uh, it's definitely funnier than I am. Number two, the thing that bothers me. Where's the punchline? Where's the answer? We've been asking this whole reading. The whole goal, like everything's been building up to. God speaking to Samuel, and Samuel answered, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Samuel grew up, and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect, the word of the Lord. I'm like, wait, what? So then I go back and look, and I see, okay, this is 1 Samuel, Samuel chapter 3, verses 3b through 10. The church is weird. <laughs> 3b through 10, comma, 19. So we skipped 11 through 18, where God actually talks to Samuel. What are you thinking, church? Like, you're better than this. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. It's a cliffhanger that has no answer. That re- and then I was like, okay, maybe the church was like, we read this reading at a daily mass last week, or we're going to read it next week, or it's going to be next Sunday's gospel. Nope. Or next Sunday's Old Testament. That's, that's not the case. So here exclusively on the Forte Catholic Show, you get 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 11 through 18. I learned way much more through this than the original story. Here's what the Lord said to Samuel. I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears it ring. On that day, I will carry out against Eli everything I've said about his house, beginning to end. I announce to him that I am condemning his house once and for all because of, his, of this crime. Though he knew his sons were blaspheming God, he did not reprove them. Therefore, I swear to Eli's house, no sacrifice or offering will ever expiate its crime. Samuel then slept until morning. (laughs) Uh, 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 Okay. (laughs) I'm going to go to bed now. Samuel slept till morning when he got up early and opened the doors of the temple of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision. I would be too. But Eli called him, Samuel, my son. He replied, here I am. He learned from last night. Then Eli asked, what did he say to you? Hide nothing from me. May God do thus to you and more if you hide from me a single thing that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and held nothing back. Eli answered, it is the Lord. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What is pleasing in the Lord's sight, the Lord will do. So like Eli, I had to go back and I was like, what is happening? Right? So I go back to the previous chapter. Eli's sons were terrible people. Eli's like the, he's the leader of of God's people. Knows that his sons are blaspheming God, does nothing about it. So God's like, all right, I'm going to curse your house. Very, very interesting. It's this whole thing when you can't get into all of it. A couple of things that I take away from this story, the whole story, the rest of the story. The importance of mentorship. We've we've had people on before and we're going to have Everett Fritz on here in the next couple of months, talking about mentorship and discipleship. And we see here an, an actual apprenticeship. Like Samuel was in Eli's house to learn how to be the leader, learn how to be a priest, right? Learn how to be a judge. Here's the deal. Now we know from the rest of the story, Eli's not a perfect person by any means. God's mad at him and he's preparing Samuel to take his place. You and I don't need to be perfect or anywhere close to it to help people. Eli ended up leading the country to ruin, but in helping Samuel, he was able to bring, like Samuel was able to bring the whole country back to repentance. And uh, here's here's what the church got right. The psalm this week is, here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. Which would mean even more if we heard that whole reading, because it'd be like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't want to happen to me what happened to Eli. So here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. I hope that is uh, something that you guys consider doing this week the will of the Lord, so that your family doesn't come to ruin because of you. <laughs> this is Forza Catholic. I'm Taylor Schroll. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with Father Augustine Weta. Say What's up, everybody? It is Taylor. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Remember, you can always catch up on older episodes through the podcast on any podcasting service, or you can go to fortecatholic.com slash radio. See you next week.